Optimisticians. Today I take you to La Ciudad de Mexico for the first episode of several that will take place there. We will try not to sink and whine what I sometimes do because of the many ecological issues that we well know from this big city of over 20 million inhabitants in total. Instead, now you start to know where I go with this, we are going to focus on concrete projects concerning an ecological and social change, with of course a care for the environment, but also for community spaces and immaterial heritage. Let's jump in the active and creative world of the Huerto Roma Verde. <laughs> there are many things happening. If there's something magical about the Huerto Roma is that you can come two months, every two months, and <laughs> find <always>. something new. The Huerto Roma Verde is a green space in the Roma neighborhood in the city of Mexico, the peaceful lengths of the area. Paco Ayala created it. He used to work as a lawyer before he started this project, which is an active knot gathering plenty of initiatives. Paco felt more comfortable speaking in Spanish during the interview, so his voice was dubbed into English. Let's discover his presentation of the trigger to create this place. Bueno, eh... So, we are an occupier of land that was abandoned for 27 years after the 1985 earthquakes, giving the abandonment and its consequences such as unhealthiness and insecurity that are generated in an abandoned sp uh, space, we decided to take actions to prevent the land of 8,000 square meters to fall into the hands of a real estate speculation that was booming in this area. We decided to make an oasis in the middle of the city that could make visible that the land tenure that is abandoned, whether public or private, should be used for community spaces. The Huerto Roma Verde was born as an opposition to abandonment and, uh, and a critique of the dispossession of the neoliberal moral exercises with total impunity towards community and social values. The Huerta Roma Verde developed a lot since then and is now a place that allows people to gather around common ideas about ecology, for example. Paco has a global vision of the society of tomorrow, in which solidarity binds living beings. He wants to show the positive effects of community spaces in cities. The Huerto Roma Verde has become a community node that brings together many collectives, civil society organizations and individual neighbors to dream and think about projects, to formulate initiatives that make it today a center of great vitality, that enable to make community and encourage alternative projects. We use the tradition of indigenous people to promote what we call the common welfare system, which is nothing more than a map that we have generated to analyze and implement actions in favor of working with the land and not against it. It is very interesting to see how this type of project with active communities, which is what we consider to be the only thing that can make resilience in cities with such negative social environmental impacts. The Huerto Roma Verde is a biosocial laboratory, which we call ResiLab, a urban resilience laboratory. 
Our commitment is to work with the Earth and generate an awareness that it's capable of slowing down the climate change, since it's our way of consumption and production that is leading us to the brink of mass extinction. The Huerta Roma Verde is therefore a proposal that we make to demonstrate that it's possible to live differently, that it's up to us to do it. It's a demonstrative space of multiple practices that work for the common good and that, in doing so, it's generated under the awareness that all living beings are equally important and vital for the development of ecosystems. That is why we say we are a biosocial laboratory, because we are sure that biology is the science that will allow us to generate the models of social, economic and political development of tomorrow. The Huerta wants to be a free space for everyone who would like to think about the society of tomorrow. We constantly have workshops and courses that are focused on doing social environmental education, but I think the most relevant thing is that thanks to all the access with which we work in Huerta Roma Verde, we can say that the space is a center of living pedagogy. If you want to learn, you can do agroecology, you can start with bioconstruction, ecotechnics, social organization, comprehensive health and so on. A wide variety of projects and initiatives that are always accompanied by specialists or people that are interested in learning and sharing. Paco is interested in the society's creative productions. I asked him which place do culture and creativity have in the huerto. I'm a social teen seller who loves the culture and the environment, and I think it's time that art and poetry have more and more relevance in our daily events. It seems to me that only by opening ourselves to the sensitive processes we can realize that working for the earth is working for ourselves. We can find a harmony with the other beings that cohabit the planet with us. We are going to take a quantum leap towards a level of consciousness capable of sublimating us. That's why at Huerta Roma Verde we have been working hand in hand both with creativity and culture. To give us a more concrete idea of the active life of the Huerto Roma, Anwar del Castillo, a member of the Huerto, presented some of the current and upcoming projects. Uh, right now we are reopening and expanding our recycling program. We will have uh, an oven to have the plastic process done uh, in the house so that we can chop the plastic that we receive and then turn it into new products. Okay. Uh, we are also finishing the Bamboo Geodesica, which is a space for concerts, uh, theater, all the arts and all the public events that mm -hmm. we hold in here. We are also finishing the house for the visitors, for all the elders or permaculture activists or foreign people that come for sometimes two days, one week and they collaborate with us, they come to teach something and we'll be able to offer them a space to stay. We're very happy about that. As well, 
the traditional huerto, the hortaliza, the gardens are also growing. Now we have the seeds and the greenhouse mm -hmm. well established. So we are able to sell plants. We have on its way very soon the healing area open, reopen. Healing uh, area. Yeah, alternative medicine. Okay. We have about four or five for now uh, local healers that offer at very affordable prices to people. Anwar is involved in the community center for recycling and he is also the keeper of the fire for the Temascal present in the huerto. Temascal is the way we call it in Mexico because it's a Nahuatl word. But in fact, it's uh, from all the continent, from all the American continent. So it's like the hub of what we call El Camino Rojo, the Red Indian Way. And it's rooted in the four basic elements of life. It's not a religion, however, it is a ceremony because we are contacting directly from our own elemental energy in our bodies to the larger elemental energy in the planet. It is quite a spiritual because it expands our sensation and experience of being. So you realize that you are part of a larger body of this planet. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's quite ecological and it's again split it in four shots or we call them doors. We heat up the rocks with fire, which is the solar masculine, masculine energy. And then these rocks go inside the Oh, la matriz. The woman's void, you know, where life is conceived. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So it's a space where you enter to die, first of all, to let go of all your personality, of all that you think you know, of all that you think you are, so that you can be reborn again and healed in that process in three levels, mainly corporal, emotional and mentally. And we have it every 15 days. <laughs> I did a Temascal in the Huerto the day after the interview with Paco and Anwar. And after a little anxiety attack because of a slightly claustrophobic feeling that I discovered in this moment, I could actually feel the intense energy shared with the persons breathing and singing together in this hot and completely dark space. I left the Temascal incredibly tired, but very calm and confident. Then I asked Paco how it is to be an ecologist in a big city such as Mexico City, if it was a political act. Claro, todo, todo lo que hacemos es político. Hay que rescatar a la política de la demagogia. Of course, everything is political. We must rescue the politics of demagoguery. And well, we are a project in rebellion with the neoliberal model. We question the extractive forms and the plunder that a few do to the resources of this planet to benefit only 500 million inhabitants. We believe that this is not sustainable and that a collapse is looming. 
we must be prepared to face the change of paradigm, and in that sense, the Huerta Roma Verde has a very clear position. We do everything to show that living in a sustainable and resilient way is possible. In cities like this one, if we do not switch in a more radical way towards sustainability, there is no possible future. We want the authorities and the big corporate consortium to understand it before it's too late. Queremos que las autoridades y los grandes consorcios corporativos lo entiendan antes de que sea demasiado tarde. If young entrepreneurs who want to take initiative in the world, like ecologically and socially, and launch their own project, just like you did actually, what what would you tell them? Like which piece of advice would you give to them? Bueno, yo creo que lo primero que yo les diría es que hay que atreverse a creer que uno es capaz de ser el cambio que hay. What I would say first is that you have to dare to believe that you are capable of being the change you want to see in the world. Just as Gandhi said, we cannot continue in apathy and we have to take action. Young people are the only ones who can take the lead in a great movement on a planetary scale to reverse the serious damage the generation based on fossil fuels have done. It is time to imbue ourselves with a new utopia for life, to dream that another world is possible and to do instead of talk. In every place where one lives, we can be the agents of change, capable of transmitting the transforming energy towards a different value system, which, as I said before, works in favor of the earth and not against it. In each neighborhood, there are places that we can transform and help to transform. We need rebelliousness to arise and it should have life as a flag. To conclude this episode, let's listen to Paco's definition of happiness. Happiness is the ability one has to work to know oneself, to get to the bottom of your heart and realize that you do not need to possess to be well. Happiness is a seed that comes with us planted when we are born and it depends on us that it grows, develops its stem, its leaves, its flowers and its fruits. And in doing so, we can be able to look at others from a vision where compassion and empathy are the only things that can sublimate collective processes. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. You can share it, send it to a friend or two. And to increase the optimism, you can even add a picture of a northern cardinal, Cardinal Rojo, an intensely red bird, well, only the male, visible here in Mexico. And I'd like to thank Horacio, whose voice you heard throughout the whole episode, for giving me some of his time and taking his best English accent. This is Colin from Ecole La Colline. I hope you'll come along for the fifth episode of The Optimist Sessions, again in Mexico. Et pour les francophones du lot, bisous